Just Go With It is a podcast hosted by two millennials who swear. And also, it's about horror films, so listener discretion is advised. We will put specific content warnings in the show notes. Boo! <laughs> In a good way. I I'm ready. Yes. Speaking of a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited. Uh, we're talking. This is the patron pick. Mm. Right? This got delayed, so I kind of like lost track of that. Yeah. But it's a patron pick. I have a voice now. It still sounds a little gravelly. But other than that, we're fine. Yeah. You can't tell? No. <sighs> okay. Only like when you point <laughs> it out and then I like listen really yeah. intently. It's just like a slight yeah. time. Like, mm. But we're talking about Event Horizon. Woo. What a wild ride. Quite. <laughs> this one is so fucking weird. It's so weird. Oh, uh, okay. Are you ready for facts already? Yes. I'm pumped. I hope you know. You're, you're already going to know my fun facts because I read the entire article that you sent me. Yes. I read it like twice. I was so pumped. I was so excited to send it to you, especially with the gel thing. Oh my God. Yeah. I'm so excited to talk about it. But first, the normal facts. Okay. Event Horizon is made in 1997. It was directed by Paul W.S. Anderson, who also did Mortal Kombat in 1995, the first six films in the Resident Evil franchise, Alien vs. Predator, and Death Race. Huh. I think more than that, too. Those are the ones that I was like, yeah, I kind of know these. Yeah. Um, it was written by Philip Eisner, but I will say also the notes that I read, uh, apparently Paul W.S. Anderson did a bunch of like rewrites. Yes. So it didn't say co-written or anything like that, but... It seems like he also kind of had a hand in how, at least how the plot yeah. would go. Yes. Maybe not any dialogue or anything like that, but definitely a big hand in like, because originally it was sort of a an alien ripoff. Yeah. Which is, again, this is coming from the article that Kate sent me, so I'm just saying this to Kate and Kate knows, <laughs> but you don't, so well, maybe you don't. I've also read like seven articles since then. You've read so a I'm lot. Like, That's familiar. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so it was an alien ripoff originally, sort of, kind of, you know, more spooky, But then this director was like, no, 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 no. What if it was fucking wild? (laughs) Um, So a lot of rewrites. But it was written by Philip Eisner. Also did The Mutant Chronicles, Sweet Girl, Firestarter Rekindled, which I think was an original film for sci-fi. Oh, because Firestarter is a Stephen Mm -hmm. King. This was like a... Either a sequel or some sort of prequel. I'm not okay. sure. I'm going to guess sequel because rekindled. I was going to say, so, arguably the kindling yeah. has occurred. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm guessing, but it was specifically for like sci-fi. So okay. not like theaters, I don't think. Um, so yeah, that's what he did. Uh, cinematography was Adrian Biddle. Also did Aliens, Princess Bride, and Thelma and Louise. <gasps> Princess Bride! Yeah. So I yeah, guess... I totally saw elements of that in this. Oh yeah, yeah 100%. Yeah. It was pretty clear. Um, but yeah, so apparently... He was excited to work with Adrian Biddle because he was like, if anyone's going to make this weird fucking nightmare come true, it's going to be this guy. And I think he did. <laughs> so <Yes. laughs> I'm pumped to talk about it. Uh, the music was by Michael. It's either Common or Kamen. I'm not positive. Uh, he provided scores for The Dead Zone, X-Men, Lethal Weapon series, Wally. <laughs> Wally was the one seen. that I was like, okay. <laughs> so lots of lots of stuff, though. This guy was wild. I didn't want to write everything down because it would have taken up my entire note section. But that man who did the music was insane. Has worked with like every band you can imagine. Like Pearl Jam, Queen. Weezer. Probably (laughs) Weezer. But like 
everybody. I kept looking him up. He had his own band. Uh, they would wear apparently like white tuxes. I don't know. I don't know, but look him up. He okay. was really cool. So Michael Kamen, look him up. Really cool. Budget, sixty million. Do you know how much I made? I yes. Do you know? Twenty six million. Yeah. It didn't even break half. No. Yeah. Again, from that article, I, I found that out, and I was like, well, Kate's going to know. I tried to scroll over it well, so fast, but people kept talking about yeah, how much it didn't even make half back. Because it was a pretty big budget, and you're, again, you're going to know all this, but like the reason it was such a risk and everything, too, is because it was coming out at the same time as Titanic. Titanic was supposed to be this huge, big budget. This is going to do it for us. But they were like, but in case it fails, uh-huh. let's have a backup movie, yep. which bold of them was this movie. And they were like, you need to have this done like now. So instead of, I think it was like 10 weeks to edit, he was given like four or five. So he was like, fuck. And that's why apparently they were like, you can tell because some of it's a little choppy. It looks like they did things in one take because he was like, we don't have time. You do it. And that's it. Yeah. Um, I didn't personally notice anything too wild with the dialogue. It felt pretty good to me. Like the acting I thought was strong. Mm -hmm. Um, maybe a few lines where I was like, yeah, I guess they could do it again. It did look like they had some overdubbing oh. or sounded like they had it. You know how like they'll yeah. record it later. It sounded a little bit like that, but it didn't bother me. That seemed like a relatively normal thing to do yeah. in movies. So I was kind of like not surprised. There I guess. was like one or two moments where I was like, oh, there was more film for this, but they cut it. And oh, then yeah. I was reading what they cut. It was like, oh, I was right that the legs originally had a longer shot yeah i though i want to watch it so bad i want those extra cuts more than any movie we've ever watched i need them okay so i don't remember if this was the article that i sent you but in one of them it was like it is too gory to write in this article so i found the article they referenced and i read what was in it yeah um yeah so to give some fun facts for everybody that kate already knows um the style specifically was called uh, sci-fi medieval, I think. Or no, hold on. They had a word for it that they kept calling it. Techno medieval. Oh, techno medieval. Okay. So I, not to brag, 100% brag. picked up on that like immediately. Yeah, you I was did. watching it and I wrote something like, oh, wow, everything looks like gothic architecture. Like this is so cool, but it's mixed with sci-fi. And then I read that article and I was like, you did it again, Nikki. This is like Black Coat's daughter all over again where I was like, I had it and I was like, yes, I yep. picked up on it. But they nailed it. They like, oh, nailed portrait? it. Yeah. Oh, I was like, yeah, oh. I kind of picked up on that. It's easy. But they nailed it. So the point was he wanted everything to look like Gothic architecture. Specifically, they literally took images of uh, Notre Dame and they like basically recreated the ship to have pieces of the Notre Dame in it. Oh, that is so fucking cool. We're going to get further into that in your yeah. corner. Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> And like, I picked up on it too, where I was like, oh, these, they're using like, um, really dark colors and it wasn't very saturated a lot of time Mm -hmm. until they had those like dark greens and really bright reds and stuff like that. It's because they were like, oh yeah, we want it to look kind of sickly. And I was like, yeah. (laughs) So my fun facts are really just me being excited. Um, but they had like gels, which usually aren't used, but they Mm -hmm. used them on purpose to make people feel like unsettled and, oh. Was, as soon as I read that, I was like, you have to read it yesterday. Like, <laughs> it was so cool because gels are so cool and people don't use them. I yeah. don't know. It even said in the article, like, yeah, people don't really do it. I was like, why? They're so cool looking. Yeah. I guess it does kind of date a movie a little bit more. Mm. It makes it maybe look a little less natural, but hats off to them. I thought it was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, 
yeah, I mean, my fun facts are really just, it's just pretty. And the, the thought behind the set design was incredible and mm-hmm. wild. And it did not do what they wanted it to do, but Titanic did. So yes, they were worried Titanic <laughs> would flop, but then it ended up being the highest grossing movie of all time. Uh-huh. I think it may have got surpassed by Avatar at this point. Yeah, it's like but, until, you know. Right. Yeah. But um, still, one of the coolest things. Uh, mm. Yeah. And uh, it flopped and people hated it. Test audiences got a copy that was so gory and bad that they were like, absolutely fucking not. Yeah. He had to cut 30, 40 minutes, I think. Yeah. Yeah. He (laughs) said that he had to cut like 30 minutes and he did it so rapidly Mm -hmm. that like elements of story were lost as well. A little bit, yeah. Yes, because like... The bloody sex orgy was gone. Not a joke. That really was cut. (laughs) I have that pulled up now if you want to hear the list of things Yeah, I'm really intrigued. Can you? Okay. Yep. Everybody be ready. Um, this is a content, content warning. warning. Uh, skip ahead like a minute if yeah. you don't want to hear absolutely gnarly shit. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so deleted shot. This is a quote from Den of Geek. Okay. Deleted shots include a female crew member who had her mouth held open by clamps while a crazed guy performs amateur dentistry by drilling screws into her teeth. Oh. Another unlucky chap has had his legs smashed apart by steel bars and crawls away leaving parts of them behind while another crew member had her breasts torn off. Uh, this scene also includes more cannibalism and sex with adult performers being hired to simulate mm-hmm. the or intensity of the scene. Uh, the director realized most of it probably wouldn't be used, but filmed it regardless. Uh, let's see. The crew log is edited in quick cuts. We do actually see this one. One chap pulling his own guts out through his mouth. Yeah, we did see that. Yeah. At first I thought it was like his elbow going in. Right. How is his guts coming out? No, and it's real quick. He's like... Yeah. <laughs> God. It's a uh, no clown with handkerchiefs, is it? No. No, 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 no. But yeah, so it's safe to listen now. You can listen. Woo. Come back. Woo. <laughs> uh yeah, that not not really um anything I didn't expect. No. I'm not surprised by any of that. It would have scarred me. Yeah. I think my oh, we'll get to it. One of my very first notes is hysterical cuz I was like half not asleep. But, like, this was one of the first nights where I didn't have to have cold yeah. medicine. So I was, like, vibing. Um, my notes reflect that. The very first <laughs> so you know. thing that, like, when we see the floating things in the ship, I was like, is that a piss bottle? I can't wait for you to hear my notes. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck was happening. Do you want me to recount this yes, movie? You want me to give you I a... do. Um, a spaceship goes to hell, and the crew are not happy about it. <laughs> You're not wrong. (laughs) (laughs) I was trying to think of a a not disgusting way to say what happened to them. So I was just, I mean, they're not happy. They would have preferred other locations. One of them is pretty happy about it. Because he's a freak. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So excited. He's a hell enthusiast. So. Okay, I haven't been this jazzed for a movie since like Gremlins and Um, Annihilation. Okay, well, I'm not going to break your heart like I did in Gremlins. Yeah. That was a rough one. Yeah. <laughs> I still feel bad about that. It was so funny. I was like, what are we talking about? And you were like, consumerism and how it destroys Christmas. <laughs> With the dance, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Kate does the dance. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> okay. Do you want me to try to guess? No, you have to give a, a summary. Yes. Sorry. This movie's so weird that I was like, she's not going to have one. It's also been a hot minute since we've recorded. <laughs> if you can't tell by all the excitement and how <laughs> wild I am. I've been sick for like... Two weeks. And so I haven't been here. I haven't seen Kate. We had to reschedule a lot of things. So I'm just excited. I'm so excited. I'm just so excited. I'm sorry, Kate. Go ahead. Don't apologize. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Rotten Tomatoes says, Mm -hmm. 
When the Event Horizon, a spacecraft that vanished years earlier, suddenly reappears, a team is dispatched to investigate the ship. Accompanied by the Event Horizon's creator, William Weir, the crew of the Lewis and Clark, led by Captain Miller, begins to explore the seemingly abandoned vessel. However, it soon... Soons. However, it soon becomes Elephant. <laughs> Elephant? I know. It got away from you. <laughs> but I was going to let it go. I can't. <laughs> it soon becomes evident yeah. <laughs> that something sinister resides in its corridors and that the horrors that befell the Event Horizon's previous journey are still present. Oh, that was better. Yeah. Okay. When I was a kid, I thought corridors was pronounced corridors. Corridors? <laughs> I blamed my sister. She was reading the book aloud to me and she thought it was corridors, so I did. I don't know why that got me so bad. <laughs> what is behind the corridor? <laughs> don't go down that corridor. It's forbidden. <laughs> the ghosts lurk in the dark corridors. <laughs> the corridors oh. twisting and turning. I don't know why it sounds wrong. Because it is. Well, because it is. <laughs> Okay, I'm trying to guess what the fuck you're going to talk about. Okay. Is it... Um, I feel like it's set design related, but I don't know that for sure. Okay. Architecture. Within... You're 50% right. Films. Okay, what is yeah. it? Yeah. Okay. So, I knew this was the right topic yeah, because yeah. I like kind of mentioned it to my partner and he was like, how is it blank? And I was like, oh, hold on. Bro. <laughs> okay, so... We will be discussing the different elements of gothicness yeah. as it relates to um, mood, motif, and tone, and also architecture. Yeah. Okay. So, so I like, was like, mm, I'm just getting there. You're 50 percent there. Yeah. Because gothic architecture. Hell but yeah. But I like text him back. I was like, buckle up. This is gothic six ways to Sunday. Like there is no other way to like talk. I ranted excitedly it's about so, it. It's so it's like weirdly obvious, but also like you don't want to say it because you're like, no, probably not, right? But then they you read the thing and you're like. Oh, okay. Like, like shit. <laughs> I get it. Something I loved about that article was about like how intentional their design was. Oh, yeah. And I love when they have a theme and they go for it. I love when they have a theme and it's weird as shit. Yeah. And it's two things that should not go together. And they're like, what? I don't care. Mm -hmm. Because like, I don't know. If anyone had told me they were going to mix those up, I probably would have been like, good try. Yeah. Have it fun. Oh, so good. Okay. Go so ahead. we're going to start with the lit and yeah. then go into the architecture. Okay. Starting with what I'm comfortable with and then going into what I have no fucking clue about. Good. Mine's both. Let's do this. <laughs> so we've talked a bit about gothic literature mm -hmm. and how gothic can be prepended onto other genres. Mm -hmm. Of note, I was thinking about the word append and how that means to add something to the end of something. And I was like, but I wanted it at the beginning. So I Googled it. Yeah. I just Googled opposite of append because I was afraid antonym wouldn't get me there. And I found a real sassy exchange about it on oh. a website about language. So I was like, I find it hard to believe that you ask this and you have so many points on this oh site, but you God. don't actually know the correct term. And I was like, are you accusing this human of asking a question they knew the answer to? What, what's your problem? This is incredible. There was some side eye and unnecessary snark. But I, I found out that prepend is a word. And it means uh, to add something to the beginning of another thing. Do you want... You know my thing. Pretty pen can still get you pregnant. That's not what I was going <laughs> to oh, say. Okay. I was just going to be like, you know how I like to ruin words. You said append. And I was like, upend, like throw up. Uh, and then when you said prepend, I went, oh, like when you, you before you throw up. <laughs> it's a mom back. You're like, whoop. <laughs> you swallow it. It's like the cat making that noise. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. I had to do it you once. I just went very different directions. What noise are you doing? Oh, no. I was thinking that we're good. 
All right, move on. App end. Does yep. not mean to throw up. Nope, it does not. So in this case, case, <laughs> in this case, yeah. gothic uh-huh. can be prepended to literature or horror. Oh, cool. Okay. Yes. Anyway, we've talked a smidge about gothic themes bleeding into horror, mm-hmm. and I'm going to talk about them a bit more today, but go in a different direction for some more context. Okay. So specifically, I want to talk not only about themes in gothic literature, but religious symbolism in gothic architecture, specifically gothic cathedrals. So a little oh. structure versus a treat. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to talk about common motifs and themes in Gothic literature and how that maps onto Event Horizon. Uh, but there's so much writing on Gothic lit. It's like something that's been around for two and a half centuries. Kind of, uh, yeah. It has people writing about it. <laughs> Almost, yeah. Almost, but not quite. Um, <laughs> so one of the sources I read focused on five general aspects of Gothic mm-hmm. lit for their analysis. And it was classic, classic. It's, it's a day. It's a day. Clashing time periods, strange places, power and constraint, terror versus horror, and a world of doubt. Again, this is not exhaustive for Mm -hmm. all gothic lit, but it's common elements that this person identified in the range that they studied. And the first, like, uh, according to the lit that I found, like, the generally accepted first gothic novel was, I think, The Castle of Otranto. Mm -hmm. It's something of Otranto, Mm -hmm. and it's in, like, 17... 46? 64? A good year. I'm a number dyslexic, so... (laughs) Same, so it's not gonna... (laughs) I'm just like, it's 250-some years ago. Yeah. I know that Long time. It's been a minute. Yeah. So, we'll start with clashing time periods. Mm -hmm. So, the first thing that I thought of when I was, like, going through this was the use of Latin by the captain of the Event Horizon. Yeah. And it's striking to me not only because it marks him as a scholar of sorts, but it also ties back to classics. Yeah. So I was briefly a classics major in undergrad. Ooh. Uh, just for one year until my ancient Greek class broke me. Oh, wow. Uh, but the knowledge of Latin and ancient Greek used to be like minimum knowledge for entrance into certain prestigious programs. And that in itself feels archaic. So it's like, well, you must know Latin and ancient Greek. Otherwise, how could you possibly hope <laughs> like, to do this thing? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, not to mention the fact that, like, it feels archaic because they're called, like, dead languages. Right. And then people, like, you can get into a lot of arguments with people that care a lot about it, but some folks will say that, like, ancient Greek isn't a dead language because modern Greek, like, evolved from that. Oh, okay. But they are different languages. Right. So, like, it's the same alphabet, but different pronunciations and structures. So, like, in ancient Greek, it has long and short vowels. Modern Greek only has short vowel sounds. And a fun theory is that ancient Greek used pitch accents Instead of stress accents. Oh. So you know how we have, like, emphasis on a syllable? Yeah. Uh, you know, I like, put the wrong emphasis on the wrong syllable. Like, that yeah, whole yeah, joke yeah. about... Yeah. Well, instead of putting emphasis, the tone or the pitch would change. And so oh. it ends up sounding, like, very musical, sing-songy. It's, like, very pleasing to listen That's to. That's so interesting. So, like, if you're picturing, like, ancient Greek odes or whatever, mm-hmm. it has, like, this lilting, like, up-and-down oh. quality because it has pitch accents. That's so weird. Okay. So I got off on a language tangent because I love language. (laughs) But getting back to it, Greek and Latin roots are very common Mm -hmm. in a fair number of fields, Latin being studied more broadly. So it's not entirely out of place for a spaceship captain to, you know, like know Latin. Right. But it's the juxtaposition of a dead language spoken in space by someone who is now probably quite dead himself. Right. And that gets to me to the clashing time periods aspect because you have something that is so grounded in like history on earth yeah and is already archaic to our ears and then you Let put alone. it in space yeah and i was just like okay <laughs> and it's so interesting too because this whole movie and this whole ship is based on a thing that can go through time in a way that 
it shouldn't be. No. <laughs> so it's like a language. It's like, yeah, it's really cool. I don't know. That's neat. And so like just as soon as I heard Latin, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> We're in for a treat. <laughs> We're in for it, huh? <laughs> uh, strange places. We've covered fairly in depth mm-hmm. um, in terms of like gothic lit yeah. because it's like the bleakness, the isolating nature. Right. Um, it's typically like crumbling gothic castles, but it's no longer limited to that. Right. So it could be like an apartment building. It could yeah. be like. Kind of um, like how we talk about Rosemary's Baby. Yes, yeah. exactly that. Uh, so there's a lot of like strangeness and wrongness in this. Like mm-hmm. they're familiar with ships, but there's something different about the event horizon that is unsettling at an almost subconscious level. Mm-hmm. And that was intentionally done by the director and visual designers. Yeah. There was, uh, a quote where he was like, people said they loved coming to work because they liked working with me, but they, but they hated, hated coming, coming to work. work. <laughs> Because the yes. set was so unnerving to them. Mm-hmm. And then he talked about, like, the way the lighting worked. It was supposed to at first be, like, very sterile. Yep. And then as you got further and further, it became it was, like, more unsettling. Because <sighs> you mm. always... Oh, yeah. With the red and the greens when he was talking about it. And he said, like, the green was so intense. And it was such a gnarly green. Because it's supposed to be, like, that neon poison like festering sickness. yes and i was like that is so fucking good yeah <sighs> i'm pumped <laughs> when you have like the same structure that has radically different tones depending on the light i'm just like i need a minute because i have a lot of good feelings because they <laughs> talked about it too oh, sorry not to go off on a tangent no please they do. talked about it too with how like the lighting was purposely kept dark so that mm-hmm. we wouldn't see these details and then when it's brought up you know with the light and everything they're like well then you start to see how gothic and how this architecture looks so wildly different it's like they're two different places yeah and i'm like so good that's so good it lulls you into a false sense of security and they're literally there though like mm-hmm. they don't go anywhere different i love this <laughs> I was obsessed with the visual aspects of it. I have so like, many feelings. In a way that I usually am not because I don't clock that. I like appreciate uh, it after this the fact. One, it's like, how do you not? It's, oh. Yeah. Uh, so the strangeness and or wrongness, like strange places, that is a theme in Gothic lit. Right. Uh, power and constraint in classic Gothic literature usually looked at like power imbalances and abusive power. It could be supernatural in some ways, such as like Dracula or slightly more mundane in nature. Yeah. But... I didn't want to talk like too much about power and constraint because it's not like there are two things that I'm not going to spend a ton of time on like horror versus terror yeah. and power and constraint because there are just a lot of different levels of power to talk about yeah. and it's just not the direction I want to go today. But anyway, that leads into the next thing, <laughs> which is a world of doubt. So while supernatural elements were certainly common in many Gothic novels, there was often an element of doubt. That could take many forms. It could be like, I saw something very strange that I can't understand. Could there be a totally normal, non-mystical explanation? Or I thought I understood the world, but fundamental truths are now being questioned. What can I really say I know about existence at this time? So I have a quote from the article that I read Mm -hmm. uh, that has these like five aspects. The uncertainty that goes with Gothic is very characteristic of a world in which orthodox religious belief is waning. There is both an exaggerated interest in the supernatural and the constant possibility that even very astonishing things will turn out to be explicable. This intellectual doubt is constantly accompanied by the most powerful affects or emotions that the writer can invoke. And it, it was also interesting at this time because when I first started like doing the research, I was thinking, okay, what's the juxtaposition of like technology and science and religion? Mm-hmm. Because typically those are like pressing against each other right they're not generally in concert with each yeah. other uh and it's kind of like one of those classic tensions and conflicts that you have 
And so I was like, okay, well, does gothic mm-hmm. literature generally have that? Or is that kind of what happens when we have like gothic sci-fi? And it, I couldn't find a ton about like religion in gothic lit mm-hmm. because like at the time it was more about like um moving away from that organized religion yeah. like you'll hear more about like abuses of power in religion or like um monks right. or whatever or you'll like they focus on like the horrors of the um crusades oh okay. so it's like their focus on religion was less about it in opposition to like science and technology but more of like in opposition to ourselves yeah 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 and so it was very like i i couldn't go too far down that rabbit hole because yeah. it's a deep one but i found that interesting so anyway i'm gonna tie it back to the film uh so it's striking to me that gothic lit arose in a period of distancing from organized religion in much the same way that we're led to believe this future fictional society has or at least our group of extract oh, i thought i spilled it <laughs> heart i couldn't see it so i was yeah. like it's gone <laughs> for forever i'm moving uh, out of the way i can't be trusted you'll notice i put the tulips over there don't put them near the wind no <laughs> or my arms <laughs> just <laughs> all the what are arms gone. but wind that's attached <laughs> ah you know that's my favorite now okay. yeah <laughs> uh okay <laughs> you weren't ready, wasn't for, ready that. for that noise. <laughs> <laughs> That's my cat throwing up noise. <laughs> you better than mine. For it. Mine's gonna upset people. Yours is pretty accurate, though. Yeah, that's the like, problem. Well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, back into organized right. religion yes. and sci-fi. Um, so in this, the characters basically never talk about religion, and it's sort of like you intuit or interpret things about the world. No, what's the word I'm looking for? extrapolate into it into it kind of but Mm. it's kind of like you just gather from the lack of discussion around it and the focus on high tech that because of the way that we understand the conflict between like science and religion Mm -hmm. that they're just like not a religious society right but then they start talking about hell with a capital h and you're like oh (laughs) okay so like gothic lit was in the time period of moving away from like super um orthodox religious beliefs yeah and this film also felt like it was taking place in that time period and then it was in for a rude awakening (laughs) Uh, so uh those are the thematic gothic elements that i wanted to talk about uh so we had just to recap those uh clashing time periods strange places power constraint terror versus horror and a world of doubt okay uh terror versus horror i will get into at some point just like I know we've talked a tiny bit about yeah. it, like a while ago. Yeah. One of the really early episodes. Mm-hmm. But I'm excited to hear more. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so let's talk about the visual elements now. Yeah, baby. And it's time for architecture talk, something I almost never do because it is so far out of my realm of understanding. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. And this is a quote that you like talked about earlier, mm-hmm. but I thought it was like really cool re- reading it, so I want to say it aloud. Yeah. So, uh, quote... I wanted to do something different that hadn't been done in spaceships before. And because we were telling a gothic horror story, I reached back in time. Um, what particularly inspired the director after a trip to Paris was the gothic architecture of the Notre Dame Cathedral. Using an architectural CAM program, we basically built Notre Dame Cathedral in the computer, then we pulled it apart and used different elements of it to build the event horizon. So the towers from Notre Dame became the engine thruster pods. I knew they looked weird. I knew they looked cool. I 
when I read that, I just had to like take a minute and like sit and then like read it again. Because Reading that article made me want to watch this movie tonight. Like, oh yeah. I was like, I could go home and watch it. Yeah. Ugh. I'm uh, so reading that I was like, okay, it's very intentionally gothic horror. Cool, cool. And then they pulled in like a French gothic cathedral. Cool. And then as I researched more and more on the common themes in gothic literature, alongside the symbolism and meaning in the design of gothic cathedrals, I almost had to take a lap. I picture your roommate when she talked about like running it out, having to <laughs> do laps. And I knew that like obviously like huge ass construction projects would be pretty thoroughly thought out on several levels. And I knew that the designs of religious spaces had like hella symbolism yeah. in them. But I did not realize how deep it went and how brilliantly it would align with gothic horror. She has layers. So I found articles and lessons and all this shit around symbolism in gothic cathedrals, but this was one of my favorite bits. Quote, The first thing we will consider is the footprint of the church. One of the goals was symmetry, having both sides of the building mirror one another. Mm -hmm. This creates a very organized and unified appearance. It was understood that perfect divine things were also very orderly things. Thus, the church building was a reflection of perfection and divine unity that people should turn to in their spiritual pursuits. God. And there's something really fascinating about taking a Gothic cathedral that symbolically was very intentionally made symmetrical yeah. and then taking it apart piece by piece to reshape it in whatever image you wanted. They took like this- And then to send that thing to hell. Yep. <laughs> uh-huh. That's literally my next line. It's oh like, my God. Pick it apart, rebuild it, send it to hell, have it come back for two seconds. oh and so it it's not just that like oh it's gothic in these aspects it's gothic in these aspects that actually unify together in the center and then build like a further layer of irony the the imagery with the deaths is also very very biblical yeah i was like i was like activated (laughs) where would like like my friend you know yeah i'll cut it out but our friend morgan constantly will send that image of like the, the person vibrating yeah. that was me it yeah. like started and i was like here we go <laughs> yeah yeah uh oh what was it um i was like taking note of all the different religious like things that i saw and i was like okay well he has like the barbed wire that's the crown of thorns mm-hmm. uh the person in front of the window like before they even get on the event horizon right. is kind of in like a like jesus a, thing yes. But is upside down first, so like the inverted. And then, yeah, and um, like the baptism in blood. Like there are so many like symbolic. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's horror. (laughs) And society. It's everything. So now you understand why I was just like, oh. I'm so excited. (laughs) That was so fucking cool. Thank you. (laughs) I'm so excited to read you these notes. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. So I <laughs> watched this after being just sick for so long. So I was already hyped. I was like, here we go. It's time. And boy, the really intense starting music. I wrote, hell yeah, space rave. They, the, the, not to say it again, but the juxtaposition between this like hopping fun music and then you get into a very somber like, what the fuck? <laughs> it was like whiplash. Mm-hmm. It started and I was like, Oh, <laughs> I was like, we're not all like dancing. <laughs> so that's wild. It ends the same way. You get this like wild kind of somber ending and you're like, dang. And then it's like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I have a moment about that in my tropes because it's <gasps> like, there's a trope that talks about soundtrack dissonance, mm-hmm. but is there one that is specifically about having a grim or gnarly or wild scene and then upbeat music? I don't know. Because that specific combination does something special. It like, it almost like insults you in a yeah. way that you're like, how dare you? 
And but it, then you're like, nice. Like, I don't know. And it like shakes you because you're like, oh, I have to reckon with what I just saw. And, and it then it's like, let you. It's no. like, now we for the rave. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. And, um, and I also said, just like Alien, they did a good job with the ship, which obviously we've talked a ton about, but not just with the gothic part, with the fact that everything looks intentional. Yeah. Like, I don't understand it. I don't know what the buttons do. But I trust that if one of those people in the movie were like, that button does this, I'd go, probably. So I believe it. It was very, very like, how we say about houses, it was very lived in. Yeah. This felt very like, it could do something. Yeah. There were two aspects of the ship that I was like, why though? One was the meat grinder, where it's like the the meat grinder room. Yeah. And then the fact that the set, like the drive section has the spikes on the wall. And so I was like, what the fuck? And I read, like, in one of the articles that they actually had designs that connected that, like, Mm -hmm. to the core. And so it actually did serve more. Oh, so it was part of the core, really. Yeah, where it was, like, there was something in that it would react with that or, like, it was connected to it. And then that had to get cut or, like, not built. And I was like, then you can have your meat grinder. Right. That's fine. I just assumed, if I didn't understand something, I assumed it had to do with the weird part of the ship. Yeah. I was like, you probably do something with that. Because that's not for me to understand. (laughs) That's in the devil's hands. Not for me. So I was like, sure, you can have your meat grinder. Um, I said, I love his little moving chair. Mm. I love that he would sit in it and it would go all the way around. And then he would get up. I was like, you could just get up and then walk around. But no, you were like, I'll wait for it to move. Yep. And when they all like got up and left and you see it like rotate. Oh, (laughs) he was so good. Love it. I said, this is a spooky ship. Didn't know what I was in for. Because that was when we were still seeing the outside of it. And I was like, ooh, spooky. <laughs> Little did I know. I said, I have ghost ship vibes. That's one of them. Okay. Are you ready for my, like, trifecta? Yeah. Like, I don't want to like, derail it, you. No, go. Is it one of them? Because I had yeah. my third one. Go ahead. Yeah. So, ghost ship is, yeah. to me, like, you have 100%. to watch ghost ship and event horizon at yes. the same time. The third is where yeah. I'm having troubles. Yeah. Because the first half of the movie, all I could think of was Jurassic Park. Oh, and it was no, I could see that. The uh, Jeff Goldblum, your scientists, were so cur- like so focused on whether they could, they didn't stop to question whether they should. Right. And, and he's it, in that, so perfect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was just like, so, and they have a moment where it's like, what did you think would happen when you like defied the laws of physics? Yeah. So they have that moment where it's like, you created an abomination. What did you think that wasn't going to have right. repercussions? And, and now so, it's hurting everybody. What did you think? Like, yeah. So before it was literally hell. Um, <laughs> to me, it had much stronger Jurassic Park. No, connections. it absolutely does. My other option was Annihilation, oh. not just because I love the movie, but because it's something that's alive. Yeah, and it's something that's like I don't know, something that like you can't do yeah. anything about it. It's just taking over. Yeah, and it's like. It kept doing things that they didn't trust in their head. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I could see yeah. the vibes there a little bit. The other one that most people pair mm-hmm. this with, The Shining. Yeah. Yeah. And they it, talked about that yeah. in one other thing I read where they were like, oh, yeah, the blood, the the fact that it's alive. Yeah. I mean, oh, it was the article we read. Yeah. Yeah. The fact that the, it's like manipulating your worst yeah. emotions, your guilt, like all those that things. That would actually be a really good one. I would say that over Annihilation. I would say Ghost okay. Ship. This one, mm-hmm. and then The Shining. See, like... It's a good, like, middle. Because it's, yeah. like, a sandwich between the two things that kind of, like, get it. Yeah. And so, like, I think Annihilation is also a really good, like, choice. But I mm-hmm. became stuck between, do I want it to be The Shining or Jurassic Park? 
And I just like Jurassic Park more than I like The Shining. I know. <laughs> and The Shining's my favorite. So I know. I'm like, mm. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I know you're both. We're going to have to do four. We're going to have to do four. Okay. Yeah. I'm cool with that. Because I, I could th- absolutely be like, let's do Ghost Ship because uh-huh. it's kind of funny. Yeah. And then you do, you know, this one because you're like, okay, that's fucked up. Wow. <laughs> and then you do, let's do The Shining. A little mm. bit, you know, a taste, something mm-hmm. wild. But then you go, I want to be happy again. Let's do Jurassic Park. My thought was that you show Jurassic Park first. Oh, okay. And then I'm welcome. I'm welcoming pushback on this. Right, right. So Jurassic Park first. Okay. So the idea of like violating the laws of nature is in your mind. Got it. And then you watch Event Horizon. And so you're primed to think that it's going to be like technology going too far. And then it's like, but we opened a portal to hell. And then it just moves. And then you go to The Shining. And the then Shining. Ghost Ship is a treat. And then Ghost Ship is a yeah. treat at the end. You're like, now you can yeah. scam. Yeah. Yeah, okay, okay. okay. I like it. <laughs> I just think that's a good a good thing. I think that's great. Um, also, can you answer this question for me and tell me if I'm wrong? Was this movie at, all, at any point supposed to be in 3D? <laughs> <laughs> is it when things were like floating past from the yeah. ship? I was watching it. I was like, was this supposed to be 3D? And then they went to hell and I went, I hope not. <laughs> I would hate to be in the theater and have... And someone's esophagus is coming at uh, me. And it's like, ooh. <laughs> I don't want that. Worst clown show ever. <laughs> the worst. So I was just curious. <laughs> I, while I was watching the like toothpaste tube like float through the air, I was just like, <clears throat> I can tell this is from the 90s. <laughs> oh, I know. But that's what was so funny is that like when it first started, I was like kind of cheesy. It's from the 90s, whatever. And I was ready to be kind of like, not disappointed, but just like, I don't know, not surprised. Yeah. I was just like, oh, it'll be like a space movie from the 90s. Um, And then they fucking got me. They tricked me with the bad, the bad stuff. Yeah. I, (sighs) when I say like, I can tell it's from the 90s, that's not like a, oh, no. no. It's It's just just, like funny because. It looks yeah, you're like, okay. But I still had the, like, the intended effect was this is abandoned. This yes. is just having things happen to it in yeah. space. It had the intended effect. It wasn't ruined no. by the special effects, but I just thought it was really funny that I could see it and be like, oh, we've gotten a lot better at that, huh? Yeah, I know. And it was like, it doesn't help that we've watched so many because then we're yeah. like, okay, well. Yeah. <laughs> it's magnifique. Um, so I said, was this movie 3D? I hope not. Uh, I said, it's a really eerie environment. I said, it definitely gives me the creeps. Um, obviously. <laughs> We've talked so much about it now. But yeah, I, I did mention somewhere about how it looked like uh, gothic stuff. And I was like, fuck you. Um, and then the sound of... Ugh, the sound design. The sound design's incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like I clicked it, kind of like, let's get down to business. Um, they had so many little things happening in the background while other things were happening that it just was so unsettling. There's a moment where the doctor is hearing something and she is looking for the sound of the, like, you know, whatever is causing the sound. It's the fabric being scratched. Oh, God. So she's looking for that, right? But the whole time she's looking for it, Justin is on the table and his breathing is like, (sighs) and it's like really heavy and it made me feel claustrophobic and it also made me feel like, I don't know, maybe just feel for Justin because he's dying she's terrified his breathing's not helping but they're also making his breathing louder just for us i assume to kind of show this like paranoia of like there's just so much going on that she doesn't know what shouldn't be going on what is real what's not and they did that a few times where it would be like he's crawling through the vents and you can hear him banging around but then i can also hear like his wife is like hey come here 
oh, it was just so good. There was just too much going on, yeah. but not in a way that I couldn't focus, in a way that I was like, stop it. Yeah. <laughs> it was so unsettling. I was obsessed with it. The sound design was just so good. They were quiet in the moments that I yeah. thought were like really good. And I thought the dialogue, even though it did sound um, dubbed in later, I almost kind of liked it that way because mm. it felt very personal. Because sometimes when they dub stuff in, it just almost feels like they're closer in your ear. I had yeah. headphones on too, to be clear. Okay, yeah. So like I was getting it pretty close in my ear. Yeah. Um, It just sounded like they were like right here, which was so interesting that it was like, I'm there. <laughs> I'm hearing. It's like they were whispering a story to me and I hated it in a good way. Um, um I'll skip that because that's my scariest moment. Mm. Uh, the pulsing light in the green tunnels was insane. It was so good. I said super creepy but it's kind of pretty this movie is gorgeous i think for being in the 90s they made up for their effects with the lights just being incredible it's got the descent effect a little bit a little bit where Mm -hmm. i'm like it's overdone but to a point where i think they wanted it to be Mm -hmm. but then the parts it doesn't look like it's unnatural Mm -hmm. so because they used like gels and stuff I was not taken out of it as yeah. much as I was like, you wanted it to look like this. That's great. Yeah. I, I also just, think that when you are on, you know, a spaceship, uh, you can get away with a lot of like artificial scenery. Yeah, because light. you need it. You're not getting sunlight right. in the same way. So it's like, okay, you're mostly surrounded by technology. Yeah. So how will that light feel different than like the midday yeah. sun? It was so artificial, but to a point that I think it was necessary Again, this whole movie felt intentional. There was not a part of it that felt like it didn't belong. And that's also because it was supposed to be hell. Like, there was yeah. no part of it that was going to feel too weird. Because I'm like, well, they went to hell. Like, yeah. the whole point is supposed to be that they're bringing something back that nobody can understand. Um, also, they had so many good moments of little scares. There weren't... Correct me if I'm wrong, because I don't remember. I didn't see too many jump scares, really. As much as it was just like... If you notice it, that's going to suck for you. Yeah. But if you don't, like when Justin is just gone off the table. Yeah. Terrifying. I think I remember like one solid jump scare. Yeah. And it's when the glove hits the captain yes. like right in the face. I forgot and, like, about he, that. It's like a cat scare moment. Right. But I don't, the rest of them are more of just like you're walking through and she doesn't see it because the lighting's not good right. enough. Right. But like the storm on Neptune flashes and you see the blood on the wall oh my god that was so good oh so good a lot of good moments the set design's incredible obviously i mean i feel like we've already talked about my favorite parts because we did it in my notes and your notes and but that's just how i felt this is my note that made me laugh really hard i just wrote oh i think this movie's gonna fuck me up real good (laughs) because it got uh to the part where um uh she walked by and it flashed and I was like, oh, that's scary. And then it got to the part where Justin went through the black hole. And I was like, okay. Because nope. <laughs> if there's one thing that scares me, it is just black holes. Oh, yeah. I don't know if I've ever talked about that. I'm terrified of black holes and the idea of black holes. I mean, that's fair. So Because we don't know. We don't know. So It's like the deep ocean for me. <laughs> exactly. Like, the deep ocean, at least I can be like, we've been there. Yeah. We can keep going there. We'll find a way. Black holes. I'm like, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Even if you find a way, I mean, that woman built one and absolutely fucking incredible. But this woman like found a way to like mathematically, like, I'm pretty sure she like literally figured out how to 
holy shit. Yeah, I don't know. We'll look it up. But this woman... It's not disbelief. She, it's just Oh, shock. I know. <laughs> but I saw... You can look it up. There's a picture of, I think, all of the things that they need to, like, create it. And it's, like, a stack taller than me of, like, hard drives and, like, information. And so it's insane. Look it up. We'll do it after oh this. Oh, my God. I think it has to do with a black hole. My roommate would probably know better. But, um... Yeah, so I said, this movie's gonna fuck me up. It did. Um, I'm gonna think about this movie for a long time. This is not a popcorn movie. This is gonna... This is in here now. Yeah, it is. Just like the bear from Annihilation lives in my brain. Yeah. This movie is... It's it's like... Mm -hmm. Here now. It's like the first 10 minutes of Ghost Ship. Yes. (laughs) Like, it's not gonna go away. No. Um, I said, when they watched that horrible video, this part made me laugh. And it may have just been one of those moments where he couldn't reshoot it. But I thought it worked. They watch this horrible video of what happened to the crew before, right? And he goes, we're leaving. And then no one says anything. And the doctor goes, we can't leave. And I'm like, bro, <laughs> I laughed so hard I had to pause it. Mm-hmm. Because I'm like, you just saw people with their insides get ripped out, blood everywhere. And he goes, we should stay. Uh-huh. <laughs> I cackled. Because Lawrence Horsburgh was just like, what? And he's like, fuck that shit. <laughs> done he's like i'm gonna fuck no. we're going and everybody was like yeah and the doctor was like but what if we didn't <laughs> i was like buddy read the room it fucking made me laugh so hard and then i wrote that was a gnarly death gross i don't know which one i'm talking about because they were all pretty gnarly i mean the one where he was flayed alive and his surprisingly i don't think that was it um i think i know which one i'm talking about it's the woman fell falling. I didn't like that. Oh, yeah. It's the most realistic of all the deaths. Yeah, which is why it was so... Yeah. She just falls from a height and yeah. is injured enough that she dies. And you get to see her fall on the way down, and that's what got me. Yeah. Also, it's a very... That biblical moment, too, where she falls, and she's laying in that water, and it looks a lot like that statue where it's Mary holding Jesus, and Jesus oh, is, like, yeah. splayed out, you know? It reminded me of that a lot, and yeah. I was just like, oh, shit. And she was, like, a mother, and I was just like, oh... God, <laughs> it was intense. And it's her kids, so it almost felt like the opposite of that statue. Yeah. Where it's supposed to be this mother, like, holding a son. And instead, it was, like, her her son, this evil creature, is, like, looking down to be like, I did it. And mm-hmm. she's, oh. Yeah. So good. They had so many good images. And then I wrote, Cooper! <laughs> Cooper shows up. Cooper? Okay. Cooper is not my favorite character, well, maybe my favorite character. Cooper might be my favorite. Um, I, I think. I'm okay. thinking of the right guy, right? Yes, yeah. So I just, like, yeah. have qualms because of, like, racism and stuff. Oh, I'm... Yeah. But I think he is one of the best characters. It's yeah. also called Uncle Tom Foolery. Oh, I don't uh, know. It's a trope. Oh. Um, I can get into it later. Oh, God. No, sorry. I agree with you that he's hilarious. And he's, like, effective. And, like, he gets shit done. I just... I have qualms with the way that they use it broadly. Oh, I guess I don't get it. I guess we'll get there. Yes. Now I feel bad. Okay. No, no, I'm so sorry. It's okay. I just, every time I think I like something, I'm like, oh, it's racist. (laughs) And I'm like, oops. (laughs) So, whoops. He has the moments where like, I think they just took it too far where he's just like cussing up a storm and. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I've ruined this for you. No, it's okay. I should have (laughs) known that this would happen. (laughs) Every time I like a character, I'm like, I probably should have just done a little more research. I, Cooper's, yeah, that's okay. I think he's the best character. I just think that the way that Hollywood writes yeah. men of color yeah, is the problem. That's true. I think he's hilarious. Yeah, I just like that he survived. 
Yes. It was an inversion of Black Eye Dies First. Like, entirely subverted. Yeah. He does not die. And then Lawrence Fishburne does not die first. Yeah. So it totally subverted that trait. Trait? Trope. Yeah. Yeah. I just loved him. I thought he was so sweet. I don't know. The way he took care of Justin, I was like... And he kept calling him Baby Bear. I was like, oh, I mean, they all did, but I just loved it. It was like two characters that had such an intense connection to Justin. And it was Mama Bear and and Cooper. Cooper. They loved him so much. And I was just like, this is a dynamic that I believe in. Like, that's a dynamic that I actually find very compelling. Justin was so young. And I just loved watching them together when he saves them. I was like, fuck yeah. Um, Justin surviving also. I mean, that also baffled me. But in a way that I was like, nice, okay. Um, yeah. Yeah, I I forgot that he lived because I was like, oh, he's done. <laughs> yeah. Well, multiple times he's done. Like, mm-hmm. it, every time he would come back, I'd be like, oh, he's done for. And then that man would just come back. Same with Cooper, though. Like, Cooper would go out and I'd be like, he's done. Like, yeah. there's no way. He was in, like, the explosion the first time. Yeah. He's stuck on the ship. And I'm like, this man is gonna he die. He ejected into space. Oh, and yeah. he's just, like, on his own attached like, to, like, a piece of, like, uh, not rubble, but whatever. But, like, yeah. Oh, my wild yeah oh my god it was crazy um but then i just said yeah fuck yeah this movie kicks ass that's it i just like this movie yeah that was my note so yeah i just really liked it i need to watch it again um there are a lot of moments where they're like okay that's a freeze frame bonus um and i don't know how much of a bonus you get when it's gore (laughs) true um so that's just like me being like do i want to freeze frame it right uh but there's one that i just need to look into further because i don't know if it's accurate or not but Mm -hmm. it's they're talking about like the they call it meat moss on the wall. Yeah. Um. So I don't think the trope actually applies in this case because meat moss is more annihilation, where yeah. it's like it is something that is actively growing. growing. Yes. Not just like this it's, was guts hitting a wall yeah. that stayed there and it's like frozen because yeah. it's so cold. Yeah. Um. Ooh. I just remembered the body shattering. Ooh. Oh, that was gross. Yeah, that was really so gross. Cool, <laughs> I'm just like, ugh. I loved it. Um, when I was in elementary school, someone's mom was a doctor. So mm-hmm. the doctor was the mother. Um, so they brought in liquid nitrogen mm-hmm. and they had a bunch of different vegetables and they would dip it in and then like smack That's it on so the table. Cool. So like she took it around the room and we all got to like see close up her like shattering carrots. So um, weird. So like, yeah. <laughs> it was I like a it, show though. and tell thing. Yeah. And it was like, uh, guess the thing. And I like Aww. brought in fucking lint. I was like, guess what this is? <laughs> and then she brought in liquid nitrogen. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yes. So, uh, sorry, I had to crack my toes. If you got to do it. <laughs> I had to. Yeah, the no. moment called for it, you know? Um, cracking just like that body did when it fell from <laughs> gravity. Um, but where, where did I get out? Oh, okay. Yeah. The meat moss. Um, yeah. Someone in TV Tropes said that it's a freeze frame bonus because when you see it, you can see faces in it screaming. And I think maybe mm. they're just seeing shadows. Probably. But I, I don't know because I didn't pause. I'll watch it again. Oh, I'll you'll twist it. my arm. I'll I guess I have it. to watch. Oh. Love it. <laughs> uh, that, yeah. The first like 20 minutes of them being on the ship is probably my favorite part of the movie. Yeah. Because that is exactly the type of horror that I'm like really into where it's like something's off and they don't know what it is yet. And I don't know what it is yet, but it's scary. It's just, (sighs) I hated it and loved it and it was so good. Uh, So my notes 
are just they didn't make a ton of sense um i thought that the shape of the event horizon was giving me like pretty strong mystery science theater 3000 vibes oh yeah yeah. but then i was like well maybe mystery science theater was inspired by the event horizon yeah i don't know which came first um let's see foreshadowing of splitting the ship in half Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um when were CDs brought into existence was my question because uh, oh, she's yeah. like trying to get the CD out so and I'm funny. just like, okay, how new are you? Yeah, I know. Like, I was like, okay. Um, corpsicle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone says that. Uh, so I was typing on my iPad oh. and it autocorrects <laughs> things and it, I really don't know what I originally intended right. to write because it autocorrects it because it thinks it knows better than I do. Of course, of course. Um, so I was like, it pulls the goo out of the sender. And I was like, center. Ah, uh, <laughs> yes, the center. Yeah. Um, they're looking at all the gore, meaningful looks. Called him Baby Bear because I couldn't remember his actual Baby name. Bear. Yeah, I called him Goober Kid at first because I couldn't remember his name. Goober Kid, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see... Okay, so this is where I had my Jurassic Park like thing. Oh, right. So they're like, a black hole, the most destructive force in the universe and you've created one. He's like, absolutely, yes. Huh, duh. Like, duh. Because we can use that immense power to bend space-time. And I was like, you thought whether you could, not whether you should. Like, duh, of course. And everyone's duh. like, Ooh. And they're like, are you hearing you? Yeah, right? <laughs> and he's just like, I don't get it. What's upsetting? What's upsetting yeah. you? <laughs> yeah. And then my next one is, but why does the room have to be so spiky? It's so spiky. And then the captain makes that room off limits. And the doctor's like, my vicious baby is safe. Because he's like, now no one's going to poke baby. it. <laughs> so, like, the center, the core is his vicious baby. He's is so how happy. I, you know. Um, the boy with the fucked legs. Uh-huh, <laughs> uh-huh. I forgot everyone's names. So what I wrote was... This is wild! Tra- I'm like, this is the only time I actually remembered some names. I know. And I was like, Kate will get me if I forget them. I know them now, but whilst I was watching... Yeah, oh, yeah, that's true, it's true. I mean, I only remembered, like, three names. That sentence leaving my throat was just like, well... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got it. I wrote, trauma fella intervenes. DJ. Mm-hmm. DJ intervenes, right. but trauma fella. Trauma fella. Yeah. I love it. Um, trauma. And they're all like... <laughs> I, he's just like, TJ, trauma. And he's like, can I introduce myself now? I know, I'm like, can I just say that now? Oh, man. Um, and then I would pair this movie with Ghost mm-hmm. of the Jurassic Park. Right, right, right. Um, and then Claire haunts her hubby. I imagine it gets boring being a ghost in space. She's so done. Yeah. But she's like, there, how so many that's good years for him, did you know? she wait to haunt something, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, the burbling liquid, fire on the water, body rises from the flames. That's yeah. birth story for you. That's how it goes. Uh, when you break the laws of physics, you seriously think there won't be a price. That was one of my favorite lines from the movie. So good. I'm just like, oh. Yeah, like, duh. Uh, this was when I was in my Jurassic Park era, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She hears bang on the walls. My girl is brave. <laughs> Don't know who. <laughs> They're all brave. Yeah. Uh, and then she gets spooked by Sparks. I was like, that's fair. No, I'd be scared so too. so fair though. Yeah. Um, okay, so he has her calm down to tell them what happened. And just as she gets quiet, something lunges against the door. Whereas like, sounds like a party. And the camera jolts to the side as it watches him to let us know that he's unwell. <laughs> yeah 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 (laughs) yeah obviously i now remember what that was and it was when like you think that like they they close the door she's like freaking out because she's just seen something like wild 
And then you see something like bending the metal, oh, trying to God. get it. And he's like, I think I should open it. <laughs> that was one of my faves. Like, all right, let it in. And they're all like, uh-huh. can you not though? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't. Oh, okay. I understand now. I wrote quick interlude for werewolf. And I was like, there were no werewolves in space. It was because I paused the movie to play werewolf. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, what are you what? talking about? Um, uh, Goliath trauma? That has to be an autocorrect situation. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, sorry, I don't understand what my notes mean. <laughs> I have in, the best of us. In all caps, event horizon in the books. You did it. Maybe it just meant like you did it. It's I in the books now. It's in the books. <laughs> um. Now I'm like really trying to in the <laughs> you books. Gotta decipher. I'm going to come back later and try to figure out. But it was in all caps like I cared. Oh. So it must be. I usually only put something in all caps if I think it'll be like the rating scale. and Or if I'm scared. Um, (laughs) When I get scared, I put everything in all caps until I'm calm again. (laughs) So you can tell when I get spooked because everything's Everything's up and down. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I'm just going to roll past it because who the fuck knows what I was thinking. (laughs) Um, we see Claire's thing. Mm-hmm. Um, we see him stitching, and I was like, "What are you stitching? <laughs> nothing oh, good. Nothing good." Uh, the walls look different. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so different. Uh, and then they say a dimension of pure chaos, pure evil, and I was like, "Okay, well now we know their D and D alignment, right?" Yeah. And it's like I always thought that hell would be like lawful evil not chaotic evil and i guess maybe that's like rooted in like the way i was i almost said uprung uprung that's the way i was uprung this is what happens when i don't (laughs) speak aloud to a human (laughs) that's not like talking about insurance stuff um but i always like in the way that i was like taught growing up obviously not by my parents because they don't talk about hell yeah um but like hearing it was like hell is a place for sinners where mm-hmm. you receive punishment for your sins so right. to me it had a structure to it yeah maybe that's just me my like neurodivergent self needing structure for things but it was very much like you sin you're not forgiven that's true it did have like a lot of structure yeah and so it's like my family was yeah you go to like punishment and so like b5 and like whatever i did not foresee it as this like damned orgy it's a wild place yeah (laughs) so i guess i always thought of hell as lawful evil yeah chaotic i could see that but we know it's dnd alignment yeah so we're good yeah um Weir gets bonked every which way. <laughs> so many bonks. So many bonks. Um, I don't think I have anything <laughs> left that is valuable. <laughs> um, I love the slow-mo of the button pressing. That was good. Always good. Uh, slow-mo when it's done well. You love it. Yeah. Oh, so good. My last note was, I'm a bit confused. <laughs> <laughs> You lost me. <laughs> yeah, so I didn't have a lot of, like, Ugh. coherent notes because I was just experiencing it. Oh, yeah. I didn't have as many as I thought. Yeah. Mostly because I was, like, so into it. I just stopped typing. Yeah. 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 Okay, I'm gonna... I'm gonna figure out what in the books means. Someday. Yeah, someday. Someday. <laughs> um, 
tropes. Scariest moment. I'm so glad you're here. <laughs> I just had that mine I, ready. I couldn't do this So alone. I was like, I'm ready. <laughs> okay. But do you know yours before? No, I don't. You, you want me to go? First. Yes, please. Okay. Uh, I've had mine. I, I think you know. I hate children. Mm. Sorry. I, I'm, I don't hate them. To be clear, I, I don't hate children in scary movies. Was he wearing a tank top? I don't know. He was wearing a coat. <sighs> so this child scared the shit out of me. Specifically when, I already talked about it, when you can hear Justin breathing and she's really disoriented and she's walking around the room and you can hear that scratching sound. And I couldn't figure out what the sound was because I was like, what is that? Because it sounded like fabric and I watched it with subtitles, mm-hmm. or not subtitles, but captions. Mm-hmm. And it says like fabric scratch. Yeah. So I was like, oh, so it's fabric. So I had a little bit of a leg up, but I was like, but how? Yeah. And then that little hand just goes and like scratches down that <gasps> like tent. It's like a medical tent if you haven't seen it, which... I'm baffled that you're still here, but um, it's like a medical tent sort of thing around a bed, almost like a quarantine tent, yeah. maybe. Um, but this little hand just goes scraped down it, and she is like, fuck. And it just shocked me because it wasn't what I was expecting. Mm-mm. And it, it gave me like full, I got so scared. Yeah. I don't know why. Like, well, it really got me. It reminded me of your story of like the banging on the tent. Yes. From like, camp. Yes, yes. Like, it's it's... It's a real ghost story that happened at yeah. my camp that I worked at. This, these kids were like in their tent and someone came over and just smacked their canvas tent. And like that's such a scary, very specific sound and feeling of yeah. being in something. But then to have it happen and you're outside of it, terrifying. Because it's like, well, what do you do? You can get away, but it's like, but what's in that tent? So got me. Yeah. It just got me bad. Yeah. I was like, there were a lot of good moments, but that one was the worst for me yeah. in a good way. I think that there's like a couple different ways to do that type of scare and there's like you hear something and you're trying to find it, you don't see it and you just go closer to the noise until you do see it. Right. In this, you hear the noise, then you see where it's coming from and you have to make the choice of what you're going to do and every step she takes is another choice to get closer and I'm just like, especially because it's enclosed. Like it's, she knows it's in there. It's not like it's in a closet, you know, a closet for some reason feels so different because like you can't see what's in it. Yeah. But in this, you saw the hand, she knows it's, she it already just, knows that something abnormal. Exactly. There is not a lot of And she already knows that like the gas potentially is messing with her head. Yeah. So it's this like, what's going on here? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, it was just so upsetting. Yeah. Yeah. That's um, mine. Okay. I have two. Okay. Because I can't decide. Of course. One of them is just when the glove hits his helmet. Of course. Good old fashioned jump scare. <laughs> we love a cat scare. We do. Um, but I think my actual one is when Peters is going through and like we see the blood, but she's still looking and she like, that one sees, is so good. She sees a little bit of blood in the corner. So she's like, Oh, we got blood. And then it flashes behind and her. And you're it's like, like, just a little. Yeah, we sure do have blood. <laughs> yeah. She's done with work and I want to let her know that I'm almost done. Okay. But yeah, so okay. that's a good one. That one got me pretty bad too. I, I want to watch it again. Like, I want to watch Especially it again. Especially because I want to see if, yeah, like the faces. I, I just, but also for that. Because. I really did like ugh, it a lot. And yeah. I think that now that I know what's happening, I can focus more. Yeah. But. I loved it. I want to, when I watch, when I watch it again. Yeah. I want to focus on the lighting. Yeah. Because think, that is always something that I never clock the first time around. But when I'm looking for it, I see it. This is one of those ones where like, even though I didn't take a lot of notes, I was trying to take a lot. Yeah. So I could really watch it. Um, and I think I missed stuff. So I want to watch it without any yeah. distraction or and it's also one I want to show someone. Like I want to show people this movie and be like, yeah, what do you think? yeah. <laughs> so I was writing the content warnings and I was like, wild ride. Eyeballs explode. 
eyeballs are like pulled out of your head. Finger and toe mutilation. You sent me like... the content warnings and I am always behind Kate. Kate always watches it and I'm always like, I'll get there. And so like you send those and I'm like, what is going to happen? <laughs> so I was, you kept telling me about it and I was like, this is going to be a while. Anytime I send you a head of squash, you're like, surely it's not. And I it always am like, no way. <laughs> well, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Are you ready to dive into tropes? Oh, I'm so ready. Okay. I'm scared. Some are just kind of like throwaways. Right. Some of them are like ones that I didn't anticipate. Some of them I want to like talk about more because Mm -hmm. I'm like, I don't know if that's right. Uh, The first one, Mm -hmm. would you like to take this before we dig into tropes? Oh my God, I forgot. (laughs) Yeah, before we get into tropes, are you ready? Pour this one out for this creepy tent baby. For the creepy tent baby. I almost just plugged my nose. For the vicious baby. I had to laugh. <laughs> it's been a while. It's been a while. Don't. How dare you? How dare wow. you? <sighs> I didn't have anything to chase it with. I'm out of water and beer. No. I'm just sitting here. It's there. You just said like Holly Hunt. <laughs> That's just sitting there. No, I know. It's just sitting there. Yeah. <laughs> Am I Holly Hunt? Are you? <laughs> I had a moment that I was like, did I just say body hunt? Did I just get like very wrong? In my head, I was trying to come up with a hunt no more. Here she is. But then I was like, that's so fucking stupid. You looked at me and I was like, I said it with too much confidence because no, I think so right. everyone is not uh, who he is. <laughs> that was a bad sentence by Kate. Nope. What's Best. his name? Ryan. Just, you can't figure out who Ryan Gosling is. Ryan Gosling. Kate will look at Ryan Gosling and go, that guy looks like Ryan Gosling. And it's like, girl. <laughs> I I saw so many Barbie movie memes where they were like, haha, Ryan Gosling. And I was like, is it a joke that it looks like him, but it's not him and everyone knows it's not him? And I finally just Googled it because I wanted to be in on the joke. Here's the thing. That's not like a funny haha Kate just experienced this. This is a, she texted a group chat to be like, guys, is Ryan Gosling in the Barbie movie? <laughs> and we had to go, yeah, why? And she was like, I thought so. Like, I wasn't sure though. This is an ongoing thing. Don't even get me started on Jake Gyllenhaal. You're like that video <laughs> of Jenna Marbles and her boyfriend, Julian, where Julian, she shows him six pictures, I think, and they're all Anne Hathaway. Or no, they're all um, another actress, whatever. Yeah. Maybe it's Anne Hathaway. Julia Point Roberts. Is, Julia Roberts. They're all Julia Roberts. <laughs> I'm not kidding. And he goes through and he goes, that one's Anne Hathaway. That one's this. That one's that. And she goes, they're all Julia Roberts. And he goes, no, they're not. They are. We are the same. <laughs> he are. is I. <laughs> and every time I watch it, I think of you. And I go, if I showed you seven pictures of Ryan Gosling, you would have no idea. We're going to do that tomorrow for the horror stream. Okay. Right before we start, I'm going to show you six pictures. And I'm going to be like, who's who? You did that to me with the uh, Black Coat's Daughter gals. <laughs> no, that was me, wasn't it? Or no, was that you? Uh, I said, it. this looks awful, like so-and-so, because it's her. Oh, <laughs> oh right. No. That... I was like, that really doesn't look like her at that angle, because it's not. She hasn't come up yet. <laughs> that was it. I was the one who didn't know they were supposed to be the same person. Yes. I was going, it's wild that they live that same life. And you were like, that's the same girl. And I was like, no, I don't think no, so. No, I don't think so. <laughs> I might pick up on some things. <laughs> Other stuff, not my thing. That I think that's fair because that was, to me, a narrative weakness. Mine is just face we issues. We just need each other. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, we need each other in this or else 
<laughs> what are we going to do? <laughs> I need you. You keep me accountable. I love it. In a good way. I don't ever mean it in a bad way, okay. but I love it when I'll be like, I love this. And you'll be like, just so you know, a little racist. And I'll be like, that's fair. <laughs> I need that in my life. I need someone to be like, you can love that. But... <laughs> No, like when we watched, what was it just recently where I was like, oh no, (laughs) I was like, like, this movie's hilarious. And you were like, okay. (laughs) I always feel like I'm in a classroom going, "Mm -hmm. okay, okay. And then at the end I go, I see now. (laughs) God, I, and to be clear, I still love the things I love. Yeah. (laughs) This is not me ever being like, Kate, what the fuck? It's just so funny because I go in with so much excitement. <laughs> it's just like gremlins. It's just like gremlins. I go in with so much joy. And, and Kate's like, Christmas that's totally debt. fine. <laughs> I love that you think I'm going to talk about leg warmers for this one. <laughs> oh my God. The joy that comes out of me. And then you're like, that's fine. I love your joy. But <laughs> also. <laughs> oh God, the shot got to me quick. <laughs> I'm talking about drips. I'm sorry. <laughs> 13 is unlucky. <laughs> this is the first one. It's fair. It's fair it is. It's fair. Uh, Mer- Mercury's in retrograde. That's not a trope. It's oh my just God. a fact about right now. I thought <laughs> you were going to say that for the movie. And I was like, what? It's <laughs> Neptune. <laughs> it is Neptune. Mercury is in retrograde. Um, so you know that text post, I need a white girl with a nose ring to tell me what planet is making me sad. <laughs> so my coworkers were talking about... <gasps> How they can't figure out why everything's going wrong lately. And I sent them that. And then I said, it's me, Mercury's in retrograde. I'm here to tell you. Yes. I know which planet it is. That's what my students do. They always come in and they'll be like, oh, this is happening. That's why I feel like this. And I'll be like, I just thought I was ill. (laughs) I don't know. And here I thought I was the common cold. Here I just thought. What a fool. I need them. Oh, so that's 13 is unlucky. That's good. That's good. <laughs> Absent aliens. Uh, oh. So this is really just, it is an environment in which we anticipate there could be aliens. I really did. This and whole time not. I was like, what's going to do it? And then <laughs> I was like, man. <laughs> sin. Sin. Oh, yeah. The, the aliens were the sins we made along the way? Yeah. Maybe the aliens were the sins we sinned along the way. <laughs> sins we sinned. Sins we sinned. <laughs> yeah. And then I think of... 525,600 minutes. All the bridges we burned and the tears that we cried. Oh, and it's all the sins we that we sinned. sinned. The sins that we, we sinned. sinned. Anyway. So good. Ambiguous situation. Uh, so we have this like several times, but uh, a lot of folks really call it the ending mm-hmm. because she has that like nightmare. Yeah. And then she comes to again, again. Right. And they're like, don't worry, we're saved. And then the door closes. So it's like, are you? Are you? It closed and I was like, why did it close? And, and then the fucking yeah, <laughs> fucking Rock rave music. <laughs> Jesus. So you're like, is this expected behavior? Is the door closing ominous or just or just finale? doors closed? You know, doors closed. That's what they want to do. They want. do that. Yeah, I've heard that sometimes. I wouldn't know. I don't close them. I wouldn't know. I'm gonna open the door. <laughs> Amazing. No. <clears throat> Then I grouped these. Okay. I don't know why I had the like very intent. You got really like, here we go. Like you got real <laughs> saucy with I had, it like, for a the second. Elbow move- yeah, you oh, were like, <clears throat> I grouped these, and I was like, all right, she grouped them. No, that was me covering up for my throat clearing. She cleared a throat. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, Sounded I, intentional, if it makes you feel better. <laughs> <laughs> I went to the ENT and they were like, have you noticed that you're clearing your throat more than usual? And I was like, the usual is a lot. Yeah, so I was like, like, it's a fine usual. It's a like, constant state for me. <laughs> and then, I'm sure this is a thing that made sense, but he was like pulling, touching my ears and yeah. stuff. And then he plugged my ears. Oh. And then he was saying things to me. And I was like, I can't hear you. And then he was like, oh, it's the mask. And he took his mask off, but he still had his fingers in my ears. And I was like, I can't hear you. I'm sorry, but the funniest thing in the world is someone <laughs> plugging your ears and going, it's the mask. And then <laughs> continuing. Thank you for validating yeah, me. Yeah, I think we're going to be bangers in this one. I just want everyone... I'm leaving that part in so everyone knows. Be on the Patreon because the outtakes are incredible. Oh, fuck. Oh, I'm laughing so much. I'm sweating. I'm, I'm sweaty. Oh, it's also 70 in here. Oh. Yeah, nice. I know. Hot. <clears throat> okay, so the three that I grouped together yeah. are about the title. Yeah. And the naming of the ship. Okay. So antagonist title. So yeah. when the title of the movie is the name of the primary antagonist. Mm-hmm. Always interesting. Meaningful name. Mm-hmm. So an event horizon is the point of no return in a black hole. Oh, that's yeah. so interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah. So when we talk about like despair event horizon yeah. as a trope, it's like this is the point of no return for their despair. And so like coming I back see. from like a or a moral event horizon where it's like this is past the point of no redemption. And so an event horizon is like the moment in a black hole where you cannot escape. There is only one direction you're Which going Which is so here. interesting, the name to that, because obviously yes. it's going where you shouldn't be able to... Yes. Ah, and it intentionally creates black holes right. to bend the universe Very to its cool. winds. Very yes. cool. And then my favorite, what did you expect when you named it blank? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, oh, God. I don't know if you've seen this episode of Doctor Who, but mm-hmm. it's the one with the Titanic. Yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so they're like, why the fuck did you name the spaceship the Titanic? And they're like, well, it's the most famous Earth ship. And they're like, do you know why it was famous? <laughs> and they're like, no way. <laughs> so those God. are the three that I grouped because I yeah. found fun. Um, back from the dead. Mm-hmm. And it, he has this quote, the ship brought me back. I told you she won't let me leave. She won't let anyone leave. And then some folks also say that back from the dead or came back different um, or came back wrong is yeah. the name of the trope is also for the ship. But I just, I kind of want to know what your thought is here because to me, the ship went to hell and came back. Yeah. Do, is a prerequisite of going to hell dying. So did it die when it landed in hell because you can't be alive in hell? The ship, assuming it has See, sentience. I take it as that's why it came back wrong. Yeah. Because it went to hell and it wasn't supposed to. Yeah. Like all of the people did. Like they all went to hell. You're supposed to go to hell if you die. That's the whole like, that's where you go. Yeah. But these people weren't dead. So my thought is that like, usually you stay there because you're dead, but because they weren't, they brought something back and their minds weren't right. I'm going to take this back. My roommate's going to be so excited to Supernatural. Yeah. So like, I'm watching Supernatural right now for the first time. And obviously, spoiler alert for everybody if you haven't seen it, but also get with it. Um, Sam goes to hell. They all go to hell like a million times. But Sam goes to hell, whatever. He comes back and his mind is like, they have a wall up to be like, don't remember what happened there. It'll break your puny human exactly because it's too traumatic to remember. Exactly. So then once it is broken, he is broken. Like that man almost dies because he's like remembering what happened. Yeah. So... That's kind of what it reminded me of is like they went back, they saw the things that they shouldn't see because that's what happens to Justin. Justin yeah. sees it, comes back and goes, I want to die because yeah. from like what I saw made yeah. me not want to live. Yeah. Um, so I took it as like 
it came back different. Yeah. But only because it went somewhere it shouldn't have yeah. been. Yeah. Okay. So we're aligned. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm pretty sure we're saying yes. the same thing. Like it, it's it's not that they're like dead and came back. It's yeah. that they went back and they didn't die and they should have. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Thank you. Uh-huh. Because I was just like, people are like, came back wrong and back from the dead. And like Weir died. Right. When he was like sucked out of the ship exactly. into space. He yeah, died. Yeah, yeah. And then he was brought back. So like that, him, yes, yes. Absolutely. But I think the ship, no. Yes. I think the ship is just different from I think going to hell and coming back. Yeah. I think at that point, Weir just is the ship. Oh, yeah. So I think he's just like a, you know. An extension a, an of extension the ship. An extension of the ship. Okay, yeah, yeah, Whereas yeah. everyone else is just. Or he's like a meat ex- puppet of the ship. Exactly. Yeah. Whereas, like, Justin is wrong because he saw something. Yeah. He's not the ship. He's just wrong because of he's, what he saw. He's having a bad time. Exactly. And everyone else is just wrong because they're stuck with the ship. Yeah. So they're like, it's like leaking into yeah. them. Whereas he's like a puppet of it yeah. eventually because he made it. I think, yeah. I think because he was willing to be part of the ship and that's what the difference was in my mind Ooh, is that because he was like, I love the ship. I yeah. want to be here. This is mine. So the ship was like, well, you're, yeah. we're going to do what I want you to do. So I'll keep you yeah. around. And he was like tortured enough exactly. to be susceptible to that and yeah. also be predisposed to that. Yeah. So okay. I think that's why he was different in my mind. Yeah. So. No, I like that. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's back from the dead. Yeah. Uh, bald of evil. <laughs> when he comes back. <laughs> comes back. No hair. No hair. No hair. <laughs> Um, battle amongst the flames. Yeah, yeah. So it's Miller and Weir. Yeah. It's just fire everywhere, because why the fuck not? Uh, big bad. And yep. I think it's interesting to say, like, okay, most people in the comments were like, people could say it's Weir, but it's the ship controlling Weir. Right. So it's not, like, him that had a moment of, like, the face heel turn of, like, I've decided today to be evil. He's yeah. like, I am now an extension of the ship. Exactly. It's just like we talked about with The Shining. Like, mm. um... Jack Torrance isn't necessarily an evil man. He just has like dark things in him. And then the hotel took those dark things and made them like a thousand times worse. And that's what I took from Weir is that like he had these thoughts and they were like, we'll we'll just make it worse. Yeah. So we'll just turn that dialogue. Exactly. So I was like, they just, yeah. Mm. So, Mm. yeah. Uh, Biz architecture. Yeah. So bizarre architecture and potentially malevolent architecture. Okay. Um, malevolent architecture is where like it's designed to hurt you and so you have like the meat grinder yeah and it's not like i don't think anyone actually gets ground up in the meat grinder i think no. it's like i think it's just a bridge they cross multiple times yeah um and like i don't think mm-hmm. anyone actually gets impaled on one of the spikes mm-hmm. because every she single hits one of those things on the way down yeah but that's it but, like, when Cooper pulls Baby Bear out of the mm-hmm. thing, they, like, hit the wall. And I was like, he's going to be impaled on the and spike. And then they don't. And then they don't. Like, it kept being, like, a subversion it's, of, like, there's a giant spike on I the I love wall. it because it's not the architecture that's evil. Like, yeah. You know? Yeah. And so that's why I, like, hesitate to say it's malevolent architecture because it's mm-hmm. not actually, like, the architecture itself is not designed to It's more to the bizarre you. one, I like. Yes. Yeah. Uh, okay. Now, this is where we get into Cooper territory. Okay. So there are three that um kind of like coalesce into this Mm -hmm. so black dude dies first we already talked about this is totally averted yeah 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 he is one of the survivors yeah and then Lawrence Fishburne like he does die but he survives the longest yeah right he survives the longest of the people that die yeah and he also goes out on his own terms yeah um but they have okay so I'm going to just pull up I closed it because I'm a fool 
I had a sudden moment of not remembering how to spell fool. Um, which is embarrassing. <laughs> uh, okay, so thank you, tvtropes.org. This is, quote, a black primarily male comic relief character who makes the audience laugh by displaying the traits of a racist stereotype of black men. He, he'll he usually be boastful out of danger, but cringing wreck in the face of it, not true in this case. Mm-hmm. Uh, goofy, loud, annoying, ultimately incompetent, not true in this case. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it goes into, like, it's a trope with a long history in Hollywood movies as far back as the 20s. It talks about, like, white actors in blackface. So yeah. I think this has some of the markings of I it. I can see that. But definitely not all of them. I did forget. In the beginning, he's a little crude, too, to the um He's like, do you women? want some black in you? Yeah. Like, yeah. So, like, I do see that. I do like that at least he's not, like, incompetent. Yeah. He's no. totally one of the most competent people on the ship. He like, For the most part, like... He keeps his head more than anyone else. Oh, like, yeah. He has been jettisoned into space on a piece of, like ship that got detached when a different ship blew up right and he's like okay think about it think about it to me the elements were more of like how they had to lean on that comic thing yeah he was the only one that had lines that were funny like yeah or i don't know ris- not risque it's not the word i want he had those too but um, yeah yeah so that could be um like, that is the trope Uncle Tom Foolery. I Foolery. Okay. And the trope name I had to look into because mm-hmm. I was like, I'm pretty sure this comes from Uncle Tom, but I have never read Uncle Tom's Cabin. I haven't either. But and I do know it's... So I didn't... All these things I didn't know because I was like, <laughs> someone tell me. I just under... I've heard people say Uncle Tom. Yeah. And I understand through context clues that that's not good. Right. But I have never read Uncle Tom's Cabin. But yeah. apparently, based on tvtropes.org, I could mm-hmm. be totally wrong. Um... That the novel itself had much more, like, nuance and was more of a critique of, like, white supremacy. Oh, and, okay. like, the character Uncle Tom was not as it was portrayed mm-hmm. in other things. But when it became a stage play, that's right. when it became very much, like, a white supremacist construct. Mm-hmm. And the people that went to see it were the ones that were like, let's do black Yeah, things. exactly. So, yeah. So, I, from what I'm understanding is that the Uncle Tom, like, trope is from the theatrical... Stage play specifically. Yes. Okay. But not the book. Right. But this is coming from the theatrical version. Right. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Um, So then I went down into a rabbit hole, which is actually kind of funny considering, of um, the Bunny Ears Lawyer. Um, So a Bunny Ears Lawyer, the picture on the trope page is Alan Shore from Boston Legal. Um, I don't remember the actor's name. <laughs> Why would I? Yeah. <laughs> but he is very seriously saying like, okay, Alan Shore for the defense, your honor. And he's wearing bunny ears. Um, he has a prestigious lawyer. Yeah. And so the trope bunny ears lawyer is someone that is ridiculous, but they are so competent that you can't like discredit them. Right. It's like, I, I can't It's like say he's a bad lawyer. No. Like <laughs> he's yeah. wearing bunny ears, but he is damn good at his job. He's good. Yeah. Uh, so that is kind of like what they, the quote in here is, um, he's used for plucky comic relief and a foil to the captain's dour seriousness. Yeah. On the other hand, as a rescue technician, he's extremely competent and resourceful. The crew treats him like a bunny ears lawyer. And that's when I was like, what the fuck is a bunny ears lawyer? So they very much like trusted him with their lives, even though they were like, this man's ridiculous. But in push comes to shove, they're like, yep. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and then the other part of it was the cluster F-bomb where it's, that's what I was like not saying very well earlier. Well, one of the things I wasn't saying well earlier among all the mispronouncing, 
You know, no. it had to happen. Mispronunciation. <laughs> yeah. Mispronunciation. Uh, cluster F-bomb is like when someone drops a shit ton of like, right. F-bombs all at once. And it he was like the only one that did that. Yeah. Um, I think that... I don't remember the other characters having just as many lines. The only other person who gets like straight up angry. Fishburn. Yeah. Yeah. No, not Fishburn. Uh, It's the other, not the trauma guy. Smitty. Smitty. Yeah. He like tries to like kick his ass. That's the only other guy that like gets full on like ready to fight. Yeah. Everyone else is like, cool it. (laughs) And that's like, okay, this is going totally off topic in this area, but I'm actually done with that section. But, um, it's so much of backstories were cut out as mm-hmm. part of like the trimming. Oh. And so it's like um, Peter's son, mm-hmm. like when you see his legs being like all gnarly yeah. and shit, originally had maggots. Yes. And I remember that. I, and then like with DJ, JD, TJ, his name. I know. It's the trauma. The trauma boy. <laughs> yeah. Trauma boy. Uh, you see his scar mm-hmm. up and down and you're like, okay, what the fuck? There's a backstory there. There is. He had like a traumatic event as a child and had like a right. big surgery. And so like his fear is like being vivisected. So like there were a lot of backstory things that we just unfortunately did not And it's get. like, what the fuck is Smitty's? Because he has like very intense reactions to a lot of things. Yeah. He and clearly has something. Yeah. And he's also like very intense, willing to die. Like I think that he cares about these people a lot. Yeah. Even though he doesn't like show it too much. So I'm like, there's got to be something there. Yeah. Like he's willing to find that bomb instead of getting off the ship. Yeah. I found that to be really intense. Yeah. Because he had a chance. He could have gotten off. Like, when he sees it. Oh, that moment was almost my scariest moment. Yeah. Mostly because it broke my heart. Because he just goes, and I'm like, no. Yeah. Yeah. There are those moments of like quiet despair and like resignation. I'm just like, fuck. For a movie that was so gory and so, and like, again, I thought the gore was really, really intentional in this. So I wasn't upset because I was like, yeah. Tell. Like, what are you going to do? Yeah. Um, uh, I thought that the quiet, sad moments really balanced it out. Yeah. 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 Uh, mm. I really liked the way that, uh, the captain's, sorry, uh, his backstory and trauma, like, played out because his backstory is that he left someone to die because yeah. he couldn't save them. I'm glad that made it in because yeah. they had to. It was so fucking important. Yeah. But, like, in his backstory, it's like, he wanted to save this person, but, like, there was no way for him to, like... Right. It wasn't that he just capriciously was just like, I don't really care today. Exactly. But the shit makes it sound like that. Yeah. Because that's what it sounds like to him. Yeah. Even though no one else believes it. And when like Stark, who has too many consonants in her name, I'm sorry. You only need the K. <laughs> you don't need the C. It's S-T-A-R-C-K. Oh, relax. Yeah. That's what I said. Every time I saw it on the scene, on the scene, on the screen. Yeah. I was just like, why the fuck? That's extra. Um, <laughs> you need to chill. <laughs> calm down. But... um. The way that he is just, like, unrelenting. He's like, I will save you despite yeah. everything. And you're, like, not sure that she's going to make it underneath. I know. I really thought she'd be cut in half in that moment. I did, too. I thought it was going to be a ghost ship. Yeah. Yeah. Ghost ship and, like, a you tried to save someone <clears throat> so much that you kind of gave him a worse fate than yes. what. Yes. But it didn't. So. It didn't. And I was, like, there were a lot of things where it, like, subverted expectations. Yeah. And I was, like. Fuck you. That's good. <laughs> doing it. And I really love when it subver- subverts my expectations. And uh, yeah. So I really liked the way that it didn't feel overwrought because it wasn't like him yelling his life story to her. Like, I've lost one person. I won't lose yeah. you. He's just like, no, let's, com- let's go. Very like, much. We're doing yeah. this. So I really liked that. Yeah. Um, 
Came back wrong. We already talked about. Yeah. Uh, so this is another subverted trope, conveniently mm-hmm. precise translation. So that's when someone's like, oh, oh I can read this. Because you got it wrong. Yeah. Save me versus save yourself from hell. Oh, so good. Yeah. Uh, then a distress call. Uh, actually a stay away call. <laughs> Oops. Uh, door closes ending. Yeah. We talked about that. Mm-hmm. Driven to madness is just like all up on this. Yeah. Uh, I scream. So we've talked about I stuff before. Mm-hmm. And it, I just think it's extra relevant here. So I'm going to quote TV tropes. Uh, I scream is when the char- no, when the creator of a work takes advantage of our primal fear of having something utterly horrible happen to our eyes. Yeah. Usually involving the invasion of the eye sockets by a foreign body and plays that up for all it's worth. Yeah. Gross. <laughs> Squishy, bloody, traumatic worth. Academically, this is known as injury to the eye motif. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then an interesting commonality is that one of the best ways to quickly show a character has gone completely off the deep end is to show them mutilating their own eyes. Yeah. And it's, I think that's like in Oedipus, Yocasta, mm-hmm. like, stabs out her eyes with a needle because she's like, oh, I fucked my son. Oops. Um, <laughs> sorry, that was, some, that was some classics for you. <laughs> um, next trope, face framed in shadow. And he's like, I am home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about the face heel turn already, and it's where it just doesn't feel as relevant because it wasn't him deciding or, like, right. turning. It's like, he has just become something else. Yeah. Now, this is one of the tropes where I'm like, I don't think it's accurate, but I couldn't actually find one that really captured it. Yeah. So it's fail-safe failure. Mm-hmm. And a fail-safe just in its natural environment is not like, okay, this is safe from failure. It's saying, in the event of a failure, we will take the safest route. Right. So it's like, if the nuclear reactor does this thing, we will lower the rods. Right. The fail-safe failure is that the rods don't deploy because of something else. Yeah. So... um, in this, they're talking about the chamber in the airlock mm-hmm. and how they can't open it because, like, it started depressurizing. Right. And so you can't do that when it started depressurizing. And they were calling that a failsafe failure. But that's not the failsafe not operating as it, as it was supposed to. It did. It was doing it exactly as it, it was they supposed to. They just couldn't. Yeah. Because it did it. Uh, yeah. And it's like... So I get that. They were undercut by the failsafe. Right. So... Like, I, I kept digging to, like, look for it. So it's more, it. like, fail-safe success. Yeah. Fail-safe <laughs> like, success. Yeah. They did it. Success-safe failure. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. So I was like, maybe it's, like, traumatic irony. But I was like, yeah. don't, get, don't get cocky. Nope. No. Mm. Uh, fast and light travel. Yeah. That's a trope in itself. This is the whole purpose of right. the Horizon. Uh, fate worse than death. Um, <clears throat> fictional flag. This was just kind of, like, a fun fact. So the crew uniforms, mm-hmm. they all have, like, a flag denoting, like, their oh, nation yeah. of origin. Uh, so the American flag has 55 stars. Oh. There's a European Union flag with what? 32 stars. And then there's an Australian flag that has the Aborig... Um, I don't actually know how to pronounce this. I know the root is Aboriginal, mm-hmm. but it's Aborigine. Aborigin? I don't I'm know how to pronounce sure. it. But it's not the Union Jack saying that, like, Australia no longer part of britain right and instead like the native folks <laughs> hey. yeah um yeah so i thought that was just like a That's fun so fact neat, actually yeah. and then this one i knew it was a super common trope but i was like racking my brain trying to find out what i knew this from and it was fold the page fold the space yeah and so it's like when he folds the paper to explain the wormhole mm-hmm. and then shoves a pen through it and i was like mm-hmm. i have seen that exact demonstration before right where <laughs> stranger things right 
yeah, when, yeah. Season one, episode five is when the science teacher is like, oh, this is oh, how you like right. hold space. Yeah. And then A Wrinkle in Time, they do it with an ant and a string. Oh, okay. Um, But it's like so common to use that right. example. And so I was like, how am I going to find it? <laughs> and then I was trying to figure out if this was the first example, but I couldn't right. find that much information. Uh, so that's fold the page, fold the space. Genre shift. Mm-hmm. This starts off as like near future, like classic sci-fi. Right. And then it just becomes <laughs> what it is <laughs> what it is uh and then i thought this was funny so like when someone has a trope then they'll say like explain how this trope occurs yeah this says go ship the event horizon <laughs> that's <it>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's it <laughs> incredible yeah and that's why go ship obviously yeah, is part of like has to go with it yeah um and then this is where like some of my jurassic park tropes are mm-hmm gone horribly wrong mm-hmm. and scientist versus soldier yeah so in this moment of scientist versus soldier you have uh dr weir who's like but we have to stay we have to understand right. like this is my life's work whatever and like think of all the things that we could learn and the soldier is like we have to get the fuck out of a battle zone like i am tasked with getting you out alive right and so you have that like the warring ideas of learn everything we can versus yeah. like follow the mission until it's not possible to do so and get the fuck out. Yeah. And I, like, while it doesn't map exactly onto Jurassic Park, that scientist versus... Exactly, To yeah. me is, like, very... It ties in. Um, and then Gone Horribly Wrong is, like, oh, yeah, we totally created a black hole to travel. Just didn't travel like to where we thought. thing ever. <laughs> yeah. And one of my notes was, like, <clears throat> he's, like, yeah, we open a dimensional gateway. And I was, like, okay, well, maybe you're using someone else's gate. How do you know where the gate is going? Like, you opened a gate. So bad. What if it's Hell's gate? I, it is. I, at that time, did not think Hell. But I was like, you don't know whose gate, who's in control if you're a trespasser. Like, I know. Whatever. Uh, hell gate. Yeah. Uh, heroic sacrifice. And then this is where there are four tropes that go in pairs and, like, compare and contrast type situations. So... Mm-hmm. It's the only way to be sure, mm-hmm. and there's no kill like overkill. Mm-hmm. So it's the only way to be sure is when he's like, okay, so we have to destroy this ship. Mm-hmm. We have to make sure it never does this again. It's the only way to be sure is to blast it into a thousand pieces. Yeah. There's no kill like overkill is I'm going to put every single bomb into the ship. I will shoot it with whatever weapon we have. Right. Because God damn it, this is fucked up. And it's like, you hurt me emotionally and I will destroy you. So there's kind of like the overkill is like doing more than is necessary because of emotions. And then it's the only way to be sure is like, we have to throw everything we've got at it because otherwise we have to make sure it's extra dead. Yeah. (laughs) So those were two tropes that happened, but I thought it was interesting to see Hmm. like kind of the different in motivation. Yeah. Uh, No one to fold them and screw this, I'm out of here. Yeah. So screw this, I'm out of here. We've covered before. And it's usually when like a villain is like, fuck this shit, I'm out. Like, yeah. I didn't sign up for this, whatever. But screw this, I'm out of here inherently means that you are abandoning someone and that you are like letting someone down or like violating some term, whatever. Yeah. No one to fold them is like, we can't win this. <laughs> As a group, we have to leave. Yeah. And so I thought that that was like an interesting because people like said that, that both were mapped onto this. Right. And I think Smitty does a screw this, I'm out of here because he leaves Miller, Peters. He leaves Peters. Right. And he's like just trying to get. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then Captain is like, we're leaving. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
I have pages more, but oh, I'm not going to do them. <laughs> uh, There's so many. So many. I have cut out so many, but... Just some of the ones that we have usually yeah. are like improvised weapon, foreshadowing, nightmare sequence, right. sand slippage, voice of legion, cat scare, Chekhov's gun, soundtrack yeah. dissonance. And then the like specific ones like flying alive, Gorn, rain of blood, no one could survive that, Jeez. meat moss. That's literally only the first half of oh mine. God. I'm not going to do the rest of them. <laughs> but when I say this baby can hold so many tropes, I mean it. It really can. So those are some tropes. <laughs> so many tropes. Yes. Holy shit. That's ridiculous how many there are. I I mean, I'm not surprised. Like, it's an insane movie. There have been movies with, like, a lot of tropes, but this is the first time that I was truly This is the first one we've ever had with that many. Yeah. I think. I mean... I usually, like, prune it a lot, but this one, like, it just, it felt, like, overwhelming to prune it because yeah. there were so many to start with. It's a lot. It's so good. Man. So many tropes. Rating. I have... I'm gonna be honest, I have no idea of a rating scale. <laughs> There's too many things. Just like tropes, I'm like, I don't know. Okay. Mm -hmm. This is very dumb. (laughs) Just, you need to know how dumb this is. (laughs) So, The Ringer refers to this as a batshit masterpiece. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what are synonyms? And so I was like, guano gem. (laughs) A guano gem. That's good. That's like, baby bears. Oh, baby bears. Baby bears. Uh, what was it? This is my child. Hold on. Aggressive, violent. Hold on. I'm going to find it. What was it? My vicious baby. Oh, my vicious baby. Oh, I like vicious baby. Yeah. (laughs) Because it's this vicious baby. Yeah. So how many vicious babies? I've had mine. I'm like so ready. Okay. One, two. Oh, oh! I know, okay, it okay, happened. Okay. It happened. Okay, I want to know. I gave it six. Yeah. Just like I did Annihilation. Yeah. It's got qualms. That's for sure. Yeah. I know that. But it was so fun to watch. Yeah. I haven't enjoyed a movie like this since we did, like, my favorite ones, which was, like, Gremlins and, like, when we did Annihilation and we did mm-hmm. um, Hereditary. I really like that one. But I had more fun with this than I did like a lot of those. Yeah. Um, and just like Annihilation, the scares, they were so upsetting. Uh, it's just going to stick with me for a long time. Yeah. That's how I can tell if I really like one. Mm-hmm. I think about it like a lot. Like I was at work today and like usually if I do my notes, I'm like, oh, I got to do my notes. And this one I was like, can you guys get out of here? Like I yeah. got to do my notes. Like I was yeah. just so excited. I read that article like twice. I was just pumped. Yeah. Um, it's just really pretty too. Yeah. I can understand why people like it now. Cause like I kept hearing people talk about it and they'd be like, it's a wild movie. And I'd be like, yeah, okay, whatever. It's like a nineties. It's like I've seen movie. wild things. It's, it's insane. Uh, I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> so I gave it six. Um, six vicious babies. Six vicious babies. Yeah. Uh, I just really, really liked it. I would Fuck recommend yeah. this a lot. I think to yes. people. Yeah. Uh, I gave it four vicious babies. I mm-hmm. uh, visually stunning. Yeah. Like I, the lighting is something like I'm going to watch this movie again. Like I don't lighting. say that about every film. I'm going right. to watch it again. And I want to keep like taking in more things yeah. because there's so much symbolism. There's so much intention that goes into a lot of things. <laughs> I think that he was put in a difficult position to 
edit it in four weeks. I know. And he had to cut like 30 minutes with like very little very time. important stuff. Yeah. It was the Eon Flux thing. Oh. It's, it's, I mean, not to that degree. Yeah. But it's that same thing where yeah. like we lost story because and, of it. And so I think that there were so many things that we just don't have. Yeah. And it sucks because it's like the director's cut that yeah. doesn't actually exist anywhere. Maybe it could be like, I think they said like a salt mine in Transylvania is where like they stored the footage and like yeah. it might still be there. I don't know. The one guy they said has like a VHS. Yeah. They're like, he's got a VHS somewhere. But like, he moved to Spain and that's on another right. planet. So and they were like, so we'll never get it. <laughs> we'll never get it. I want it. So it's like, I know that there are plot elements right. that are just sitting somewhere else. Yeah. And it's not fair yeah. that they were cut it's because it's not his fault. I want to see it so bad. I want to see it. Um, I I enjoy the shit out of it. Yeah. I have qualms as yeah. I do with any movie. Yeah. Uh, but like typically for me like a five star movie sometimes like half of the time will yeah. also have like a moral impetus behind it. Right. That I get really excited about and this just didn't have that, which isn't a failing. No. It's just like not every movie is going to be Get Out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that's the reason that I have right. four vicious babies. Four vicious babies. But that's actually together. That's ten vicious babies. I know. It's yeah. like, that's the perfect ten vicious <laughs> that's babies. That's ten vicious babies. Um, yeah. Highly recommend. Yay. Yeah. Uh, with, uh, you watch four movies. Four movies. You start with Jurassic Park. Start with Jurassic Park. And then Event Horizon. Uh, and then The Shining. And then, and then she's a treat. <laughs> As a palate cleanser. A palate cleanser. <laughs> oh, okay. So that wraps up our discussion of Event Horizon. It does. Wowzer. Okay. So if you enjoyed your time with us, we'd really appreciate if you'd rate and review on Apple Podcasts. That helps other people find us. And it's just really cool reading yeah, what you say. Yeah, it's nice reading it. <laughs> Ugh, love it. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Just Go With It. And we'll post the movie for the week every week. Um, some no context quotes. Yeah. Sometimes memes that we create. Sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes. They're good. <laughs> we put a lot of thought into them. <laughs> They're great. Uh, you can check out our extended show notes on a bit of a delay on our website, justgoolwithitpod.com. Or you could even take a look at our Patreon at patreon.com slash justgoolwithit. And this was a patron pick, as yep. you mentioned earlier. Yeah. And we have our horror game live stream tomorrow. Yeah. Might be playing Nancy Drew. Might be playing something yeah, else. Yeah, I don't know. I'm excited. Who's to say what we'll play? Who's to say? <laughs> Who's to say? Uh, we'd like to take this opportunity to thank our patrons. Mm-hmm. Kim, Kelly, Nihar, Will, Rachel, Kelsey, Sula, Tim, Beth, Katie, Morgan, Brady, Kenny, Janice, Brian, Jess, Ada, and Dalton. Woo! Woo! Love them. They're the best. Uh, the intro and outro music was created by Anthony Ragazella. The cover art, it's by our very own Nikki Solomon. Yeah, baby. baby. Let's go to hell. <laughs> yeah, vicious baby. Here we go. <laughs> I'm a vicious baby. <laughs> I'm in hell, ironically. You're a vicious baby. I'll bring my vicious baby. It'll be a play date. <laughs>